Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal this is primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rod. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Monday. It's your sports bros, Rob and Souk. I'm Rob. Sod up. It's big Souk right over there. Right here. Dead saw. Ryan Buckley is back. This is day two of him returning to the job. Uh, wow. 12 weeks of paternity leave. Must be nice. His kid's already headed to college. Yeah, that's right. Enrolls next week. Little Mays smiled for the first time I heard. Yeah, he oh he giggled for the first time yesterday and just started smiling a couple weeks ago. Look at that. It's adorable. Yeah, it is. No one besides you cares, but for the parents? Exactly right. It's like talking about your fantasy football lineup. Like, it matters to no one else but me. <laughs> it was a cute photo, though. <laughs> Our NFL Championship weekend waffles continue coming up here. And... Um, that's probably going to take most of the hour. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, there's we've got a lot to talk about. Hey, at least both those games turned out to be, you know, exciting oh, games down to the finish. They were dynamite. They both delivered big time. Yeah, I mean, it in looked, very different ways. Yeah, and and both of them at one point looked like it was uh, going to be kind of you know cakewalks, and they both came down to the wire with a with a lot of drama. Coming up tonight in the club, uh, why did a man bite off his woman's nose? Ooh, seems a. Uh, Seems a bit harsh. Just, just saying. Bath salts? Oh, there you go. No. Crocodile? Hmm. Also, um, anybody else having trouble with packages? Are you Are you not? Are packages behind? Oh, yeah. 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 The, yeah. The, the ice uh, ice yeah. delayed everything. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder when we're going to get You're that. not accepting that. You're, I'm you're not, not happy You're not accepting that? No. Because I have a wine <laughs> shipment that needs to get to me. Stat. Yeah. I just In fact, I just got my watch back from the... Uh, the factory it was a warranty thing, and uh, yeah, I would say it was uh, it disappeared for about six days where there was no updates, no nothing. Uh-huh. It just said delayed due to extreme weather, and then uh, while I was in Arizona, it uh, it, it showed, showed up. up. Yeah, it's like hey, look at that. Yeah, mine was supposed to be delivered on the twenty first, 
and it is now the 29th. Yeah. I was going to say. I'm not happy about it. No, and there's no updates on where it's at. No. It just kind of. It's like it lost, in, and I call them, and they're like, well, <laughs> we'd love you to take this brief survey to tell you how great we are. Look, I, I'm like, well, I, I don't want to take a survey. He didn't help me. I give the post office, UPS, whatever, carrier pigeon, I give them a lot of slack because the- uh, this is FedEx, by the way. Yeah, whatever whatever carrier you use. But Amazon seems to be working fine. Yeah, the amount of logistics that it takes when you like my uh my my gym, um my jujitsu gym is right by a it's not a post office, it's like a postal I don't know, like a like a postal center, like where they're processing all the packages, so they have got like forty trucks lined up. So and, and the doors are always up and they just move the amount of of just chaos that I see there on a day-to-day basis, it blows my mind that any package gets anywhere. And it's just a big bin. Like, if you want to go drop stuff off, you can just, they're like, yeah, throw it in that bin. I throw it in there, and I just trust that four days later, that gets where it's going anywhere in the country. Blows my mind. So I give them a little leeway because I just feel like when you are dropping off your package, I feel like you should have about a 15% chance of that getting anywhere. And yet, 95, 98% of the time, it gets where it's going. Yeah, I tend to agree, except uh, at this point, it's been too long. <laughs> it's okay? right the, out. The ice was a long time ago. Let it go. Let's, Come on. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Pick it up, FedEx. Um, anyway, uh, you know, Club 1080 tonight, 6 to 7. Right now, the hot, very hot, 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, jolly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food. The most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number 5. Number 5. Number 5. Well, our ducks will be on the road in Los Angeles this week. ESPN Thursday night at USC, ESPN 2 Saturday night at UCLA. The uh, Duckies, I'm talking about men's basketball Yes, here. Uh, They are tied atop the Pac-12 with Arizona at 6-3. Uh, and three. Uh, Meanwhile, the Beavers. Big weekend for the Beavs. Big weekend for the Beavs. The women's basketball team jumped to number 18 in this week's rankings as they took out number 3, Colorado. And number 16, Utah, this past weekend. Yeah, and your Beavs, the Tinklers, uh, they're like in last place. They're terrible, uh, but they did beat Arizona State. So, Well, they beat Arizona, too. Yeah, yeah, big weekend for the Beavs. Big little uh, big, big little buzzer beater. Yeah, knocked off the number one and like the number, what, four team in the, in the Pac-12? It's the Pac-12! Gill Coliseum. Yeah, rocking. Going nuts. So. It's that time of year where... Right now, on the the live sports that are available to me right now to watch, I've got LSU Mississippi State. I have a NASCAR thing, rodeo, Ooh, and NASCAR. Howard versus Copen State. Those are the live sports. Coppin, Coppin, like Coppin a field. I don't even know what to choose at I this know. point. We got to get into basketball now. I can watch a replay of the the Niners Lions. Hey, pitchers and catchers soon. I'm, I'm taking rodeo. I'm going to see what the rodeo's got going on. Well, the Blazers take on the Sixers tonight. No Joel Embiid. No. He is out. Well, and two, he's only like four or five games away from being ineligible for uh, any postseason awards. 
Wait, what? Yeah, you know the what NBA. The NBA has the. You have they to made play. the new rule essentially oh, trying to right. avoid all the load management. You have to play what is it, sixty-five? Sixty-five games, games yeah. and I think Embiid now is down to. He's got four or five games left that he can miss, Uh-oh. and then he's ineligible for MVP, All NBA, all that stuff. So we're trying hard to get him an MVP. Is that right? Well, he already got one. Oh, he did. He was the MVP last year. Oh, I thought it was Jokic. No, he no. got one amid the whole Jokic is white and we need to stop giving it to him. Yeah, thing. Jokic won <laughs> two in a row, and then yeah, like Kendrick Perkins and a bunch of people were angry because a white guy was going to win it oh, for a third year in right. a row, and Embiid had a great year. And so yeah, Embiid's already got one, but he's having a hell of a year. But you know, it's just it'd be yeah. interesting to see some if someone really gets you know not really they he is probably going to get left off because he's banged up all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the M- NBA MVP is funny because it should be the same guy every year. Like, he's you, the best player in the league, you know, for four or five years. Yeah, but they don't do that. Right. Yeah. But so then that what they try to do is try really hard to give it to someone else. Yes. And they usually do a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Kind of an interesting. Uh, Eagles are hiring Kellen Moore uh, to be their third offensive coordinator in three years. I know. Isn't that weird? It's like they're just you're rolling through guys. Although we talked about it. The, the coordinator thing in the NFL, no one stays more than two or three years. Either you suck and get fired or you, you move on to a head coaching job. He will pair with Vic Fangio on the defensive side. You know what, seemingly, though, that's – if you're the Eagles and you're looking to rebound, that's a nice little – Good little staff. That's a, a good little path there. Good little staff. Embiid, by the way, third best odds to win the MVP right now. Behind who? Uh, Joker and uh, SGA. Oh. That'd be a nice little MVP. They're having a hell of a year. Did you see Detroit beat them the other night? Yeah, the Pistons of all people. (laughs) What? Damn that NBA. (laughs) Uh, The Chargers have a new general manager to pair with Jim Harbaugh. At least it seems they're in the final stages of locking up a guy from uh, the Ravens. Yeah, he's their di- their player or what director of player personnel. Player personnel. And I guess he's been with them since like '98. He's been yeah. with them forever. I love the fact that Harbaugh is in the NFL and is already pissing in his brother's Cheerios by, ste- by stealing. No kidding, I didn't really think of that. Stealing his guy. This guy's name is Joe Hortiz. Yeah, Hort- Hortiz. Hortiz. And I guess he's got a very good reputation, and uh, I'm sure John is thrilled about his brother coming in and taking his personnel guy. Yeah, he's only 48, but he's been with the Ravens for 26 years. Yeah. Well, again, great organizations manage to keep uh, keep the good people. God. We also have the Seahawks setting uh, setting up to interview Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald this week. It feels like it's a foregone conclusion that the, the two openings in Washington and Seattle, they're going to be filled by McDonald and, and Ben Johnson. It's just a matter of who goes where. Sounds like the commanders are all systems go with Ben Johnson. Yes. And have been for quite some time. But yeah. uh, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. And number one, the Kansas City Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl again. However... They have lost defensive end Charles O'Minahue, torn ACL. Yeah, and we saw them go down, and he went off and was trying to move around on it, and he obviously didn't come back in the game. But I didn't see anyone that was thinking it was that serious. But just goes to show you, not every ACL is like roll around on the ground, and you know it's the worst thing ever. But that's a big loss. It's a big loss for them. Well, and Gay didn't play. I don't know if he's. He's I don't got know what his deal is. He had a neck thing. And is he so, coming back? I don't know. So he obviously missed that game with the neck, but you know the Super Bowl you do get two weeks off, so we'll we'll see what happens. You know what, Jace? We will see what happens. Look, but you get to this point of the year, and, and health matters. You know, difference in these sorts of games. You know, Debo playing in that game uh, against the Lions. Debo made a couple big plays before the Ayuk um, 
you know, what immaculate deflection. So, I mean, Debo made a difference in that game, and he'll have another week to to get rested up. So, you know, you just want to see both teams, to me, at, at full speed. I hate when injuries play a big role. Like when Kansas City played the Buccaneers, they were without their two tackles, and that was the difference in that football game. They couldn't do anything. So I, I just want everyone healthy. And also, too, with um, Joe Thune, he missed that game with a pec injury. And, again, I don't know what his status, if he's going to be able to play or if that's a season-ending sort of thing. So it's just something to keep an eye on is that, that injury report because it absolutely can tilt the game this close. Victorico's Mexican food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victorico's.com. Up next, we get back to our NFL Championship weekend waffles. What John Harbaugh had to say about the lack of a run game. That's next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, uh, Big Souk is um, trumping this segment here because he has breaking news. That's right. This is breaking news. You thought we were going straight NFL. I say nay. Baseball. Somewhere. Give me some. You think Schultz is losing his mind over this? Uh, he's probably, he, I'm sure he hates it. Yes. <laughs> so, he doesn't like anything the Mariners do. Yeah. The Mariners are making a deal with the Minnesota twins to get their second baseman. They're getting uh, Jorge Polanco. Nice. And, uh, they are giving up, oh, right-handers, Anthony DeShelfany? DeSclafani. DeSclafani. They just got him. Yeah. Justin Tapa and, uh, some prospects and some cash All right. believed involved. So a four-player deal and some cash and the Mariners get their second baseman. Okay. Polanco, if you're wondering, he is 30. Uh, last year, 255, 14 dingers, 48 ribs. Okay. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, he hit 33 bombs, almost drove in a hundy. Uh, 269. Right. He's never healthy. 
he's that's under, the thing. He's under contract for one more year in Seattle, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There's some breaking baseball news for you. Schultz wanted the Mariners to do something. Well, there you go. Jorge Polanco. You got Polanco. Okay. Um, yeah. John Harbaugh. I, so I was looking last night for two things after the games, right? Mm-hmm. One was what Dan Campbell said about going for it on fourth down. And I thought Campbell was very honest. Yeah, um, you want to hear that? Yeah, we, we get, have that here. We get some man Campbell on here. Thought I he... just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. And it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But... I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard because you know they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. But I just I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. But it just didn't work out. It's the only thing I'll, I'll I'll say to defend Dan Campbell. First off, the the fourth down decision in the, in the first half was the correct one. Go up by three scores. Um, the the one in the second half, the first one, I don't understand because the same logic you could have gone up by three scores again. San Francisco had kicked a field goal. You're down. You kick a field goal. You're back up by three scores, seven minutes to play in the third quarter. Going to that last one, I find that one to be inexcusable. That's the one that, that I have a problem with. Everyone should have a problem with. To me, it's almost inconscionable to think that with whatever it is, five and a half minutes, six minutes, whatever it was, right around there, you got a, 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 an 80-plus percent chance to tie the game, and, and you go for it. It's just it's mind-numbingly stupid, in my opinion, and I love Dan Campbell. But I, I, I guess when you, if you want to look at it from Campbell's way, and you can hear it in his voice how painful that was, you hadn't stopped the Niners all, all the second half. The Niners had the ball five times. They scored five times. Your defense had done nothing against him. And he mentioned them bleeding the clock, and they were running the ball really well. You, it, it is the only thing I can say is that if you're Dan Campbell and you're sitting there, I'll look up, but I, I, want, I, I believe it was under six minutes. i got to go back and look and, and see exactly where that's at um, when, when, when they did that. But if you're Dan Campbell and you think to yourself, hey, we kick this field goal and we tie the game and we kick it to them and and it's a tie game, they take a six-minute drive down, ball game. They either kick a field goal and win or, God forbid, they punch it in with a minute and a half left and, and our ball game's and, and, and it's over. And maybe that's the only explanation I can think in his mind where he says you remember he said I gotta get back ahead I can't let them just bleed the clock that's the only reasonable explanation I can possibly think of and maybe that's what he was thinking it's possible uh, the other thing too is he he maybe didn't have that much faith in his kicker yeah but he was making I think from that distance they said he was like 82% by the well, way it was 7 minutes maybe Dan doesn't like kickers 7 and some change when they uh when they didn't get that. It's a little more than I thought, but still the idea of San Francisco taking and going on a six minute drive and that you hadn't stopped them all half. And and by the way, they did take that and go seven plays, 70 yards and bleed five minutes off the clock when they went down and scored. So, you know, maybe it isn't as dumb as it appeared to go for it on fourth down, even though mm, eh, it's it that was. dumb. It was <laughs> tied up. dude. I'm tr- exa- I just, it's, it's unbelievable. To me. The first one totally, I, I get it, but, God, that second one. How well, do you do that? Your defense, okay, yeah, she may be thinking that, well, they're just going to bleed us down. But, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. You have to, your defense has to step up. Yeah. For one more, I mean, you, you they have to get you the ball back yep. because the game's tied. Yep. Right? So, 
you need them either way. Yeah. So why go down 10? Why wouldn't you rather be down seven? Makes no sense. Anyway, I was looking for that, and that popped right into the the old Twitter timeline. Okay, that was easy to find. Sure. I still cannot find much of any of John Harbaugh's postgame comments. Because I find the Ravens. As, it, like, the, the, the Lions one, obviously, is just like, wow. Like, a, a second-half collapse. Not one player or coach in the entire second half made a single play for the Lions. And if any of them do, that game turns out differently. Monumental collapse. The Baltimore one, I too am waiting for some sort of explanation on how the number one rush team in the NFL against the number 28 rush defense and like the number four pass defense, and they ran the ball six GD times. Six times that they actually ran the ball to a running back. And I think Lamar had two or three designed quarterback runs. I've never seen anything like it. And the only drive they put together, and they scored early in the game on their second possession, was based on what? Running the football. And it wasn't like like Kansas City took it away. Baltimore just decided to not run. Baltimore on first and second down all year had had run the ball about you know run the ball or play action on about 70% of their plays. It was their bread and butter. It was what their offense was predicated upon. And they went away from that. They did it to the tune of less than it was like I think it was like 24% in, in, in the first half. Like they just refused well, to run the ball or even make an attempt to run the ball. I don't get it. So I couldn't I couldn't really find many of his I actually I didn't find any of his uh clips other than there there was a lot of stuff going around about how he opened his post-game press conference with scripture and everyone <laughs> everyone was making fun of him for that but all so i finally found a quote of when they asked him about running the ball and he all he said was it was that type of game that's it, the only thing he said i don't but they, but it wasn't that type of game i i get it like san francisco ran the ball 30 and it was like 34 35 times and they averaged less than three yards a carry but they knew they absolutely knew that they had to run the ball and play action pass in order to... And this was, by the way, when they were down. They were down by 17 points, and they still didn't abandon the run, even though it wasn't going super effective. Kansas City did that. Kansas City ran the ball and didn't have great success doing it, but they ran the ball because they knew that they had to keep it honest. They couldn't just sit there and allow uh, the, the Ravens to tee off on them. And that you look at Baltimore, again, the best run team in the NFL. Six. Lamar had eight carries. And like I said, two or three of those were designed. The rest of those were scrambles. Gus Edwards ran it three times for 20 yards, and Hill ran it three times for, for three. And I think they did one or two end rounds to Zay Flowers. It, it, it just I've never seen anything like it. The only weakness that Kansas City's defense has is their run defense, which is why I thought this Baltimore game was a really bad matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. Little did we know that Munkin and, and Harbaugh would get together and be like, mm, let's not do the one thing on offense that we're really good at. I, 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 Couple I, things. I've never seen anything like it. One, I looked at the 7.05 mark of the third quarter. Yeah. I went to the stat sheet, mm -hmm. and I saw the Ravens at that point. 7.05 third quarter. Yeah. You realize how many plays they had run? How many? 25. What are we doing? I mean that that is so incredibly low. Now they got they got more plays as the game went on because they kept the defense kept getting them the ball back. Yes, and they had a couple of drives that they screwed up with turnovers well, and, in the end zone. And but that's the thing as bad as it, Kansas... for for a lot of the all I'm saying is for a lot of that game they I I I mean there's no defense to not running the ball, but for a lot of that game they just did not have drives. They but, had, they had they didn't run any plays. But when you you do have the ball and you are trying to drive. 
wouldn't you want to do, especially on early downs, wouldn't you want to do what's made you the number one rushing offense in the NFL? I can't tell you how many, we just talked about it, over 70% of the time on first and second down, Lamar Jackson threw the ball. Like what? What are we? Yeah, it's what weird. Are we, and by the way, Kansas City secondary is fantastic, and there was no one open, and Lamar looked like crap all game long. It's just it I, is another thing. I, I so when Harbaugh says it was that kind of game, God, I wish I was in that press conference to raise my hand and be like, um, I'm going to need you to actually explain what that kind of game means because it's one thing if your quarterback's on a heater and you're like, hey man, we're riding the hot hand, but when Lamar out there playing whatever the hell that was, his worst game of the year. You would think that to settle your quarterback down and to get your offense going and give your defense a chance to breathe because the defense was getting sliced and diced in the first half, Kansas City was getting whatever they wanted. You would think that running the ball would at least give your defense a time to take a breath and take some of the pressure off Lamar and be able to work some of the play action pass and get some easy completions and some easy runs for him going like you did on the one touchdown drive you had. But they didn't, and and Kansas City wasn't doing anything to take it away. They just didn't attempt it. Yeah, they were just maybe he's saying that, you know, we were behind that type of game. I, I don't it, know. It almost rem- it almost reminds me of the let Russ cook crap when Seattle would be like, well, we want Russ to be the star. Were you out trying to prove a point that Lamar was you know can can beat yeah. you with his arm and right. that he's hey, our MVP? Uh, yeah, was he? And there's the the other element of that is Lamar was Lamar kind of over. Was he trying to make too many plays? You know, boy, he held onto the ball a lot. Oh, that that's another one. Even without handing the ball to running backs, I'm not sure why he didn't tuck it and run more. That's what I was expecting. I thought a lot of those times that he was delayed and hanging on and hanging on as he was letting run the, the secondary clear out down the field and give him some space Just to operate, go. and then he didn't tuck, didn't go. Yeah, it's funny that the the one guy we're talking about making such a difference with his legs today is Brock Purdy. Yes. Not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so that, weird. It, it just because that's a, it's just an indefensible play when the when everything breaks down and Purdy scrambled. How many times did he do that? He killed, killed Detroit. Killed him. Lamar can do that every play. It seems like yes, and he doesn't. And even the one, or at least in this instance, didn't. And he just looks so. And I hate to do this because, I, like I said, I I think Lamar gets a lot of bashing, and and I I just think sometimes it's unfair. And um, but playoff Lamar. It's a real thing. You know, that that is as bad as you can play as an MVP. And even with that, the defense up until that last the the, the last drive there where Kansas City, you know, closed them out there uh with the with the big pass to to Valdez Scantling, the Baltimore defense held Kansas City, I believe, to seventy six yards in the second half. The defense was playing lights out. Kansas City did nothing on offense, and they were just desperate for someone in Baltimore to make a play, and not only were they not making plays, they were shooting themselves in the foot with the stupid Zay Flowers, the penalties, the Zay Flowers fumble, and then Lamar Jackson with as bad an interception as you'll see this side of Jordan Love. I said last week Jordan Love threw it into a defensive meeting. Lamar Jackson did the same thing. Like, what what are you doing? Well, that's the other thing, too, that's wild about the Baltimore game is their defense played so good that the Ravens still could have won that game. Yes. All these things can taken into consideration – Basically, they just turned it over twice in the end zone, and that's it. Yeah, it could, you could boil it right down to that. They yeah. they still had a chance down the stretch, and <laughs> I thought Harbaugh. We I mentioned this earlier, worth repeating if you missed our our first hour on this. But I thought Harbaugh calling that timeout at about two eighteen mm-hmm. was was really dumb. Yeah, because what it allowed Kansas City to do um, is if he if he had 
if he had kept that timeout in his hip pocket and just let it bleed down to the two-minute warning, most likely Kansas City is going to run the ball coming out of the two-minute warning to try to, to try to get you to call that last timeout. They want to get they want to get that out of your pocket, right? Yep. So they're just going to run it. You call it. Stop the clock. Um, easier to defend. Maybe at that point you get a punt. It was, I think, third nine, wasn't it? Or something, something like, like that. that. Yep. You, you can get the ball back. But Harbaugh called the timeout, and that allowed Kansas City to be like, well, hell, we'll just throw it because yep. we got the two-minute warning clock stoppage anyway. Yep. Let's just, let's, you know. So I thought that was really dumb. Yeah, it was it was puzzling. Yeah, I, I remember sitting there because you're right in that at that point, if, if Kansas City, there was no negative to throwing the ball because the clock was right. going to stop either way at the two-minute warning. So that was one of those, I Bad. think, looking back in, in hindsight, it'll be – It'll be wonky, and I, I, I wanted to look this up. But on the, the the first touchdown drive that they had, um, Baltimore did their only touchdown drive all game. Um, that was the one where, again, on the on the 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 short yardage on the fourth and one, where where they actually ran Lamar Jackson on a design quarterback run. He got twenty one yards out of that, and Gus Edwards had a fifteen yard run. And after that drive, they stopped running the ball. You had a twenty one yard and a fifteen yard carry on that same drive and they never attempted to go <laughs> go back and get their run game going after that. Todd Munkin needs to explain that. Jim Har or John Harbaugh needs to explain that. Cuz it's easy to go back and say that, you know, Zay Flowers who just, you know, that's about as bad a game as you can have and Lamar stuff, but you said it. As bad as they played, they were still in that game. And it's just it's it's I'm not sure which one is the bigger choke job. Detroit melting down in the second half. Or Baltimore, I tend to lean towards Baltimore because how do you show up in that environment with an MVP and that run game and that offense and not show up for four quarters uh, and then have the eight well, penalties, four of them personal fouls? It's definitely Baltimore because they they were a better team on paper and they just played they they played terrible. The Lions played great, but the reality is the Lions aren't that great. Yeah. You know, and they, yeah. you know, so it's like ah, to see the Lions gag that is not that shocking. To watch how the Ravens continually shot themselves in the foot was, it was, it was shocking. For yeah. as good as they've been this year, yep. that was, I think, a bigger. And shocker. they're usually under Harbaugh, such a disciplined team and such a a, a team Dude. that is up for the big moments totally. and stuff like that. They 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 looked like they almost like playoff down. rookies, you know. Yep, and they and it, it. A buddy of mine's a big Ravens fan, and he was watching. He couldn't believe his eyes, and he just he just basically said, "It it looks to me like this moment is too big for them." Yeah, they were melting down with penalties. Lamar's throwing his helmet. Zay Flowers cutting, cutting up his, his hand. hand. Yep. It's just like you got, dude. Calm down. Watch the Niners. You want to see how the Niners handle that? Yep. The Niners were they. You you want to talk about pucker factor? They were down worse. Yeah, they were down seventeen, and they came out and and they there was no panic. There was none of that crap. Nope. It was, I don't know, man. It's just, that's a two, I think that says a lot. The way the Niners handled it, and they're a little bit more experienced, but um, the way the Niners handled adversity versus the way the Ravens did. One team's in the Super Bowl and one team's going home. Yeah, what people asked uh, Kyle Shanahan what what happened at halftime, what he said, he said, I simply told the guys, we're not going out like this. Yeah. We're, we're just not going to. We're, we're not that team. We're not those guys. All right. Um, let's wrap up Niners, Lions, Next. Let's you do want, it. You want to do that? Yeah. My guy Brock Purdy going to the Super Bowl. Which no one will ever Again. give him any credit for. Uh, here is Buck with SportsCenter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. One last thing from the Chiefs game, and we'll wrap up Niners-Lions. We're out of here. Well, we're not out of here. We're going to the club, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The football portion of this program. I'm going to talk about the rodeo that I have on the TV right now because there's nothing else to watch. Program. I'm watching Duke uh, on mine. <laughs> well, Duke That's what who? I've got on, too. Yeah, Duke uh, Vatek right now. Not going to lie. Uh, I'd rather watch rodeo. <laughs> Pretty big game. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Duke's uh, top ten, right? Yeah. They are. I think they're up to seven. Yeah, yeah, they got the big white guy, Philip Philip Filipowski. Filipowski. Nothing says Duke like a big white guy. Yeah, right. Well, I I was not aware Maybe a that scrappy white guy. There you go. Uh Travis Kelsey, most postseason catches of all time. Broke Jerry Rice's record. I didn't know he had a shot at it until right before the game, and that's remarkable because most yeah. of Rice's records seem totally unassailable. Yeah. I that snuck up on me. I I was like, wait, what? Again, you can hate him, but at this point. If you try to slander Kelsey or Mahomes in any way, you're just used to jackass. You just hate him. I get the overexposure thing, but and I give Kelsey a lot of credit because this was not a great year for him. He's showing his age. He was nowhere near the same player. He had a case of the dropsies. Hasn't been very effective blocking. Um, just a down year for him. And he took that that week off the last week when he was he had a chance to go over a thousand yards again and get some incentives and um set a record and he he rested that that final week of the season and he has come back in these postseason playoffs and he looks like the Travis Kelsey of old and for an offense which wasn't that great this year having Travis Kelsey be the old Travis Kelsey there that that's that's been the difference in these games I mean he went 11 for 11 they threw the ball to him 11 times in the first half and he caught 11 including the only touchdown that Kyle Hamilton has given up to a tight end all year on just a spectacular back shoulder throw that you know that that and that's not something that that is planned that's just those two guys that have been doing it for all those years together it's indefensible it's a freaking crane kick of the NFL and you know, hate Taylor Swift all you want. This is the old Kelsey right now, and they are they're whooping people's asses. Well, I don't hate Taylor Swift, and I don't hate Travis Kelsey, <laughs> yeah. and I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm over the two of them, but I can appreciate greatness. And I wanted, I, I thought Lamar could be the guy that to, to save us. It's not, and and so now, please save us, Brock Purdy. <laughs> Dude, how great! <laughs> how great was Purdy in the second half? I mean, that guy. 
He well, was legit. I want to know at what point can these dumbass talking heads on on ESPN when when can you stop moving the goalposts? Right. So last year it was he is a fluke and is a seventh round pick and he can't stay healthy and he's only good because of you know the Niners and he's checked down Charlie. This year he comes out and through 13 to 14 weeks of the season he's the MVP. He has the best deep ball numbers in the NFL. And all we hear after the Ravens game is he can't win a big one. See, he's still a product of the system and against better teams, he sucks. They can't come from behind. He only is good with playing with the lead in the run game. And all he does is come out in the postseason and what? Lead a, a fourth quarter comeback in a driving rainstorm. And we hear, well, it was just one drive and he still wasn't that good. And look at the rest of the game. And so we come out here in, in this game against Detroit and he's flawless in the second half, leads a 17 point comeback. And, and again, now we're going to say that we're moving the goalposts again and that it, it's still not Brock Purdy getting any credit. Like, how many times can he do what you say that he needs to do in order to be considered a, a, a an elite or great quarterback for you to then turn around and say that he's still not there? I, I, I don't know what you want from him at this point. He's not Pat Mahomes. I get it. He's not Josh Allen. And he's not going to be. That's he's why not he gonna be in college for four years and picked in the seventh round. But you know what the difference between him and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert? Who's here right now? He's still playing. The guy who doesn't make that many mistakes and uses his weapons. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know what you want from the guy. I, I, I'm I hoping that Brock does this, but I, I feel like even if he beats Patrick Mahomes, we're still going to find a way to shortchange him. No, it was all the other players who did but it. But I, I want him to do it. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Brock Purdy. I was rooting for the Lions. I thought it was an unbelievable story. I'm heartbroken for Man Campbell. I love that team. But Did you just it, call him Man Campbell? He's Man Campbell. <laughs> and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. But, you know, Detroit, I don't know if you're getting back there. San Francisco um, has been there before. Last year, you know, they they got shortchanged with the injury bug. They seem to be relatively healthy now, and they get a chance to – to right or wrong when they lost to Kansas City on a on an overthrow by Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I would say this. I think you're right in this uh, this instance that, you know, Purdy, if, if you look each of the last two weeks, the Niners were pretty much, I mean, they... They were dead. They were, they were beaten. Yep. Green Bay should have beat them. Yep. And so should have Detroit. But, you know, if any other quarterback administers the, the game-winning drive against Green Bay, or the go-ahead score against Green Bay... Yeah. And then that second half against Detroit, particularly the way he ran the ball. Yeah. If that's Mahomes or Jackson, what are we saying? What are we saying? Like we're lauding. Yo, God, that, that player. We wouldn't shut up about it. But Purdy, he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just that we just—he's Mr. Irrelevant. He went to Iowa State. He, you know, shouldn't be here. No, nope, we're just it's not. more Shanahan and McCaffrey, and yep. we're just not gonna. But he played great. Who would have thought that the the most effective runner of the ball at the quarterback position would be Brock Purdy and not Lamar Jackson? So the who's damp- the who's the bigger bonehead, Zay Flowers or uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, <laughs> who was waving goodbye? Ooh, tough choice. C.J. Gardner Johnson was waving. He's a DB for the Lions, and he, he, he was waving goodbye to the Niner fans in the first, first half. half. And he was the guy that got into a pissy match with Debo Samuel. He, he tried they, to throw a cheap shot yeah. block on the Purdy pick too. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a uh, what would you say? He just he's a guy that plays with an edge. In the he's the one that yeah. He's Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he's yeah. Dylan Brooks. 
and yeah, you look like an absolute ass clown when you're waving goodbye, and then there See, you are I, at the end of, end of the game. I got to go flowers on that one though. I thought that sequence with flowers was was really oh, the bad. taunting followed by the the huge gaff yourself coughing the ball up yeah. Yeah, against that's... the very guy, and then breaking against your... the guy you taunted. It was poetic. It was perfect. Or he didn't break it, but sliced your hand. Up. And then he sliced his hand, pounding the. <laughs> I mean, these guys yeah, punching the bench. Well, and you know, for a guy like Zay Flowers, who's who's so young, and and he really is their best offensive weapon. You know, not in the run game. It just sucks because he had a great rookie year and he could have been a difference maker in that game. I mean, they scored that touchdown and boy, I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a hell of a game coming down the stretch. If they score that, uh, cause even after that, if Lamar doesn't throw the pick, like Baltimore had so many opportunities. That's still, I, I will not be able to to get over that game for a while. That'll be one that'll be an all timer for me. Like like I understand what happened in the in the Detroit game, right? I, I do. I get it. You Detroit just didn't make any plays. Like, but I I can point to four or five. Actually, I can point to about seven of them. Like, just just make one play. But the Baltimore one that will be the Minnesota Vikings versus the uh, Atlanta Falcons all those years ago when the Vikings were just crushing everyone, the best team in the NFL, and they lost to Chris Chandler and the Atlanta Falcons. It'll be that level where I just I scratch my head and just each time I think about the game, there's a there's a new one that I just I'm like, huh? Like I, I want to hear from Lamar, like what he was doing in that last pass. I brought up the the lack of run game. They ran. They ran power on that touchdown drive. That was the Lamar Jackson quarterback run that went for 20-plus yards in the Gus Jackson. Those were both just little power plays. One was a was an over-tackle quarterback power, and the other one was just straight power. It's like the, every offense in, in America. Like, if you played little kid football, you ran power. It's a little pulling guard. They ran that play twice for 21 and 15 yards. Would you care to guess how many times they ran that play the rest of the game? Zero. Zero. I... I Coaching malpractice. I know I'm an offensive like. lineman, and I try not to get into just the, oh, it's about the O-line, and it's about the run game, because that's like this knuckle-dragging thing. But if, if I told you that you ran up a pass play, like your bread-and-butter pass play, and it went for 21 and 15 yards in the first quarter, and then you never ran that pass play again, wouldn't someone look at Kyle Shanahan or Andy Reid and be like, hey, um, the hell are you doing? Opening up the playbook, baby. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I would love to ah. know. I really would, and no one will ever be honest. Were they really trying to make Lamar Jackson the star of that game? I, I, I this will this will be a Russell Wilson. Why did you throw the ball down there? And to this day, there are people that believe that they wanted Russ to be the star. And I, I just if you are determined to prove that you're better than Pat Mahomes and that you can win throwing the ball and that you're the MVP because you're a a true throwing quarterback and not just an athlete, what a dumbass time to try to prove that. Then in the AFC title game against one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. All right, we'll be, uh, be back to wrap it up after this on The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I saw a stat that said uh, Mahomes, he has already he has already won more playoff games in the NFL. He's only been in the league, what, six years? Six years? Yeah. I mean, he had that seventh year, but he, didn't, he barely played. Yeah. Uh, he already has more playoff wins than his entire career at Texas Tech. <laughs> 
Well, you know, Texas Tech, they weren't. Uh, that's the weird thing about him, too. And, and you can say this about a lot of guys, but just he was just the dude at Texas Tech. Obviously, someone thought something. And Mandy Reid moved up, and supposedly Sean Payton loved him, but no one talked about Patrick Mahomes like he was going to be even a gener- you know, a generational talent. I didn't even think necessarily he was going to be a, a franchise quarterback. And yet here we are seven years later and. You know, some people are already calling him the best to ever do it. Which... You see his numbers the last two the last two postseasons? Eleven touchdowns, no picks, yeah. six and up. Well, his postseason in general, so he's played I think he's played sixteen or seventeen postseason games already. So basically an entire season. And his numbers I'll pull them up. I I saved it. Um his numbers in, in that season, if you just were to extrapolate that out, yeah. So seventeen games. So he's fourteen and three. Uh, 67.4 uh, win percentage there. He's thrown for 4,800 yards. He's rushed for 458 yards. He has 39 passing TDs, five rushing TDs, and only seven picks. Imagine if that was one season, which essentially it is, against the very best teams. No cupcakes in there. 14 and three, 4,800 yards, 500 yards rushing, 39 and yeah. five. I mean, I think it's that's, awesome. That's stupid. What's awesome too is. It's not just the same. It's different every year. Yeah. Like this year is a much different. He went on the road, first mm-hmm. of all, one at Buffalo, Josh Allen, one at Baltimore, yep. Lamar Jackson. He's doing it differently. It's it's like he can now, he's like he's showing, okay, you want me to, or, you know, you've got a problem with me? I'll just go win on the road. Okay, I, I can't win this way? Well, watch me. I'm going to win this way. Yeah. I, you know, he, he just keeps getting better, and he never turns the ball over. Nope. He's just, dude. He is unbelievable. Yep. He really is. He's yeah, they, 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 he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. I don't have an argument with that. Like I said, I that underst- dude playing the position is as good as it gets. All that stuff, you know, is up for interpretation. Uh, you know, to me, you know, Brady's records and his numbers. I mean, God, you're not even close to that. So, uh, you know, let's wait. He's just entering his prime now. I mean, he's got twelve more years of doing this. So, you know, let's just. Give it time. Brady was so good. And remember, Brady went 10 years in between winning Super Bowls. So even if Mahomes wins this one and doesn't win another one for years and years, it's like you can't come back and win more. But I, I agree that where I'll go with this is there's never been a start to a career like this. It's the best six seasons to start a career that I've ever seen. No one has come into the league and, and wrecked it the way he has. And if I were to create a quarterback in a lab like with with Brady, there's obviously things or, or or Manning or whatever that you could point to and say, "Hey, I wish they did this better." I don't know what you would want to nitpick Patrick Mahomes. Pre-snap, phenomenal. Never puts, never gets fooled. Doesn't put his team in bad situations. Like you said, doesn't fumble. Doesn't throw picks. Um, is phenomenal at moving around in the pocket. Pocket awareness as good as anyone in the game. Extends plays as good as anyone in the game. When he needs to with his feet, he moves the chains. He's very good at that. He doesn't take big hits. He's extremely durable. Uh, he throws a phenomenal deep ball. Great. You want to play cover two shell against him and take away Tyreek Hill? Cool. He'll slice you, slice you up underneath. I just don't know where you want to take his game and say this is the hole. This is the weakness in it. It, it doesn't have one. And and that's where I'm with you when when people say he's the best that I've ever seen. You know, it's it's hard for me to argue with that. I, I, to me, I just I don't like it after six years. I always say I haven't seen anyone play the position better in a short period of time. But if you kick this ahead another twelve years and he's doing this, then maybe we are having this conversation that he's the best to ever do it. But I can't find any flaws in his game, and and he's it's evolved and it's changed and. You mentioned something too when we were listening to the the clips earlier when when he said and I think this is an unbelievable mature thing and I go back to Lamar Jackson 
were they really trying to prove that Lamar didn't need to run and that they could they could be more than just a run team? He said in that second half when the Baltimore defense was bottling them up, but the Kansas City defense was playing so good, what did Patrick Mahomes say? I wasn't going to screw it up for him. Yep. I wasn't going to do anything dumb. I was going to let them carry it. He's so mature, even that, that he's not going to go out and try to force something against a defense that's playing lights out against him. He understood the situation and that he didn't need to score 30 points to win a game. 17 was enough. They didn't score a single point in the second half, and he was fine with it. He's fine with not having gaudy numbers, and when they needed him the most on that third and nine or whatever, what did he do? Or what did he do? Deliver the backbreaker to Valdez Scaling. As good as it gets, man. He's no Brock Purdy, but, I mean. Few, few can be so irrelevant. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well said. Okay, coming up next, a little TV talk, and why did a man bite off his woman's nose? The club, next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.